Can you teach an old dog new tricks? I don't know. I never tried, but the rumor has it that you cannot. The same goes for adults, parents. Can you teach parents who love creating gossip on the sideline, who like to bring people together to rip on the coach or the, or the players of other teams or whatever. Can you take those parents that like to stand behind the goal and conjugate and rip on how things are going and spread rumors? Can you change them? I don't know. But I'm going to try. But I'm going to try through um, making them feel really stupid about themselves. Make them bleed inside their brain. Make them cry at night and then pick them up and start over. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I, I don't know if it's possible, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, parents of the crazy world, you know who you are. You are the ones that refuse to allow your kids to develop through exposure to failure. Exposure to failure is the only way. Now, as they fail, you have to allow the process to happen. You have to allow them to fail and make it feel okay. You have to do that. So as coaches, we're trying to find a way to uh, put our kids in an environment that they have failure and then we allow them to have it. So have that failure and feel it, deal with it, overcome it. So when when your son or daughter gets the ball in the defensive third and take it takes a touch like they're instructed unless they have a simple pass and hold on to it until they can... Uh, connect a pass by doing spins and turns or whatever moves we're teaching at, at the time and then they're going to lose the ball occasionally and then they're, you're going to get scored on you're going to lose a game and you need to be able to handle that why the coach is saying unlucky no worries we don't we don't care about that we, we don't care about them getting scored on we like how they took a t- touch we like the fact that they were trying to think. We have to put them in an environment that they're thinking. So every opportunity they have with the ball and in a game environment that they are choosing a decision versus being forced a decision from the sideline, if that makes sense. It's a process of, of going through so many opportunities of making decisions, real decisions. I think games are very important. We have 6v6 tonight and... It's, it's hard to get all these teams to come play us, and uh, we try to organize it every Friday. We're trying to provide our kids an opportunity to play, but with the thought process of how many times can your kid fail and be okay with it and really process what happens. Because when it's scary in a soccer environment like we create in 6v6, making a mistake knowing that you could get scored on at any moment because the, the spaces are so tight. Um, when it's scary like that, you tend to like kind of black out with thinking. That's what happened to me at school. I was so scared at school because it was very difficult for me. I was always embarrassed and all that, so I would black out. I wouldn't think. I couldn't think because I didn't want to feel how dumb I was. It's the same thing in soccer. If you, if you feel like you're incompetent, you're going to black out a little bit and there's no learning happening. So we have to avoid those blackouts and give our kids an opportunity to learn. Do you hear me, parents? So I know it's hard for the parents to not say anything 
and allow the process to happen. It's very hard. There's no doubt it's hard. It's hard for me. You have to allow it just to be chill. And parents, you just got to chill. You don't, you don't need to say anything. Just allow it to happen. So allow failure to happen. Allow the process to happen. It's, your goal is to get your, your son, or child, or son or daughter to be in a situation that they have so much failure in a, a failure with thinking where they're processing where they feel like it's okay so they can they can try again because the rules with me are very simple you know our, our ultimate goals are can we get your child to be able to not lose the ball in a 1v1 situation ever never lose it and then eventually build on to never lose the ball with two to three people around be able to spin turn uh, and find ways to get out of those situations to, to connect passes. That that is the number one thing we're trying to trying to do. But you have to go through that process. And then the second phase of it is is connecting passes. It's always going to be in that order. First, we're going to learn to handle the ball extra in 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 difficult situations, and then we're going to build up to passing and then finishing all that and the tactics of the game. But there is no tactics without your your son or daughter wanting to have the ball because they know they can manipulate in such a way that they can feel good about themselves. That's why we teach dribbling. And it takes a lifetime, it seems, to, to learn it. So that's why it's important to do it at home. So anyways, this podcast is brought to you by me and my thoughts of allowing failure to happen. Parents, allow the failure to happen. Coaches, Build them up, tell them it's okay, and tell them to do it again. Because we don't care if they lose the ball in the attack or the uh, defensive third and give up a goal and they lose the game and everyone's crying. We don't care. We care that they tried and they're trying to find a way out of it. And that is a long process. And those are my thoughts today on this beautiful Friday. Have a great day. Goodbye.